Chapter 16 Year 873 PXF Spring Returning into the courtyard, Talon, surprisingly, could not immediately find Osman. There was a brief moment of panic where Talon thought something might have happened, but his fears were allayed when he spotted him off at the edge of the party near the grounds where he and Lachlan used to spar. He was not alone. Standing with him was a lean woman of almost his same height, wearing a slender midnight blue gown covered with the sparkling stars of the night sky above. Her mask was of the same starry motif, but also adorned with a large moon lotus over her right brow. With Osmond's outfit currently displaying winter, the two made a striking pair. Spotting Talon approaching, Osmond waved him over. Talon, I would like to present to you Serena... Uh... Osmond stumbled in his introduction and looked at the young lady at a loss. I am so sorry. I don't believe I know your last name. With a familiar, predatory smile that Talon immediately placed, she rescued her floundering Uldani companion. That's all right, dear. He already knows. Talon stepped in, as a part of him was his mother's son, after all. Osman, may I present to you Serena Courvermain. Osman began to choke, even though he was neither drinking nor eating. Uh, your sis! Talon interrupted. Cousin. Shooting a sidewise glance at Serena. Definitely cousin. Talon now fully engaged in social fencing with Serena. So, tell me, how is dear cousin Rabian? Adding, her brother, to keep Osman caught up with the relationships. Oh, here somewhere. Probably skulking about in shadows or smithies. I'm surprised you didn't bump into him. Serena purred, then added, voice dripping venom. Aren't those your normal haunts? Osman had spent enough time dueling Talon on the training field to know the steel he saw in Talon's eyes instead of his jaw meant he was about to deliver a devastating string of attacks that would end whoever was on the receiving end, so he jumped in to defuse the moment, stepping between them. Serena, he paused, looking to each of them, then cleared his throat and continued. Serena was just telling me she is staying at the estate until late summer. Then, closing his eyes and cringing slightly, he continued, his voice sliding up in timbre. I invited her to join us sometime in Arnador for an evening of frivolity. Serena chimed in maliciously. Yes, Osman here said to join you whenever I wanted. Then putting her hand on Talon's chest and patting it lightly. That I was always welcome. Talon refused to rise to the bait. But of course, dear cousin, I can even send a carriage to pick you up. I would hate to trouble you, cousin. I can ride in myself. Osman here tells me you like to be spontaneous with your plans, so I'm sure it will be no problem if I appear at your door unannounced. All but shattering his teeth, knowing he could now have no knowledge or control over her comings and goings, Talon grumbled back through a clenched jaw. That would be fine. Good. It's settled then. See you around, cousin. And with that... 
Serena sauntered off back into the throng of the gala, her cascading hair swinging back and forth as she walked. Talon turned to Osman, ready to unload a tirade of epitaphs regarding his cousin, but held his tongue, immediately spotting the problem. Osman was smitten. The social aspects of the rest of the gala were uneventful relative to all that had already occurred. Hands shaken, glasses lifted, small pleasantries exchanged. The only other event of note was when Talon did finally spot Rabian, well in his cups, eyeing the vermilion blade covetously from across the gala's dance floor. Talon was concerned there might be a scene for a moment, but before he could plan accordingly, he caught out of the corner of his eye a nod from his father to some of his invited associates. Rabian was then briskly and discreetly assisted to the guesthouse on the far side of the grounds without incident. As the gala stretched into the evening and began losing some of its momentum, Osman and Talon initiated their duel, not only to goose the crowd, but also as their exit strategy. As all great duels do, it began at the bar, Talon muscling Osman out of getting a drink with his greater size and mass. Then, with a shrill, Excuse me, sir! Osman confronted Talon. I demand satisfaction for this besmirching of my honor! Talon shrugged and turned away unbothered. Well, I never! Osman continued, and as his outfit was currently showcasing fall, he mock-drew a zucchini from his scabbard and thwacked Talon across the shoulders with it. Talon, bewildered, turned to Osman and, with a far more haughty voice than Talon ever used, retorted, Have you just struck me with a zucchini, my good man? Indignantly, Osman replied, And what if I did? Well, Talon, now drawing the vermilion blade in a single slow motion, revealing its full horrifying scale, I would have to retaliate. The crowd gasped as the terrifying edge of the vermilion blade swung down on the unarmed Osman, holding only a lone zucchini for defense. Lightning fast, Osman dove between Talon's legs, hitting him right in the codpiece with the oversized squash, pausing just a beat for the joke to sink in, then rolled to his feet with both swords in hand, and the duel was on. As had come to be expected, the duel was an exposition of unparalleled athleticism, acrobatic skill, and deadly blademanship, and Talon took great pleasure in making his father's house his and Osmond's playground for their battle. From the outside bar, Talon let Osmond press his attack, pushing the heir of House Courvermain up the main entry stairs to the very threshold of the estate. There, Talon posed gallantly for the party guests, making a heroic last stand for the aristocracy, defending his ancestral home from the raging Uldani invader and promptly got full chest-kicked through the front doors by Osman. In the creation of his outfit, Osman had not forgotten the duel. Now, as he and Talon fought, a seemingly unending bag of tricks poured forth from it. Combined with Osman's acrobatic skill, Talon's athleticism, and the multi-tiered atrium of the entry foyer, the duel became more akin to stories of theatrical productions from the forests of the Fae. Gala guests crowded the main floor as their contest took to the air above them, leaping from railings, banisters, and chandeliers against an ever-changing backdrop of flowering spring vines, cascading autumn leaves, and gusting flurries of snow and ice. 
Perhaps too caught up in the moment, Osmond's exuberance, or the memories of his childhood, Talon glanced around, trying to lay eyes on Toman. Talon had lived long enough under his father's roof to know Toman was livid, but not the tiniest spark of rage marred his smiling face as he was trapped by circumstance, knowing that any show of disapproval in front of his guests would mark him a poor sport and curmudgeonly host. Talon made sure his father saw his gaze and intent, and with a smile worthy of a Courvermain, he leaped from a third-floor banister down to the grand staircase leading from the foyer to the upper floors. Talon allowed himself to be driven up the stairs by Osmond's furious onslaught of icy attacks, bolstered by an illusionary blizzard conjured from his outfit. Talon swung the vermilion blade in wide arcs with far more flourish than necessary, always careful to displace not even a speck of dust from the estate's art or his mother's precious decor. Osman, followed by the gala's guests, pushed up the grand staircase and around the upper walkway, forcing Talon ever backward, who begrudgingly gave up ground to Osman's two lightning-quick blades and threatening rose vines covered in thorns. Then, Talon arrived precisely where he wanted to be, the large landing overlooking the foyer with his back pressed against the carved wooden doors of his father's private study. Toman caught Talon's eye, giving him a smug smirk of confident victory. The heir of House Corvermain then did something he would have sworn he would never do in a million years. He gave his father a sly wink. With a loud arcane knock and the sound of shattering magical seals, the doors to Toman's study flung inward, now open to the party. As though they had rehearsed it, Osman, looking through the doors, spotted the colossal desk and floor-to-ceiling window behind it, and, in an acrobatic maneuver that startled even Talon and drew gasps from the party guests, used the vermilion blade as an anchor to vault across the study and land squarely in the middle of Toman's desk. Again, Talon spun around to face his Uldani foe, but instead got slapped in the face by a huge, brilliantly colored sycamore leaf, this time not an illusion, but conjured into reality by Osmond's autumnal cloak. A whirlwind of vibrant leaves filled the entire study and blew out the open doors toward the guests. Talon heard oohs and ahs and wonderment from the partygoers behind him as leaves blew past him, and he couldn't help but smile as he examined the sycamore leaf that had hit him in the face. There, on its burnt orange and scarlet surface, in gold leafing, was the Courvermain crest imposed on a beautifully rendered magnolia blossom, the well-known favorite of his mother. Duel still unfinished and without a finale, Talon braved the storm of leaves, noting how the squall had thrown his father's maps of the duchy, labeled with its pre-imperial name of Elerion, and his dozens of regiments of neatly arranged models into disarray. Seeing the sheer number of maps and models raised a feeling of dread in Talon's throat, but he didn't have time to explore the emotion, as it was dispelled by the satisfaction of the study also filling with what would become one of the most desired party gifts of the season, and the braver guests inching around the duel to claim one. You, sir, shall no longer defile this fine home. Out, I say! Talon, sheathing the vermilion blade, broke into a dead sprint at Osman, standing on the desk, whose arms were held wide like a conductor leading an orchestra. Then, lowering his shoulder and wrapping his arms around Osman's waist, Talon slammed into him with enough force to carry them both crashing through the giant window. 
But at the last possible instant before they collided with the segmented glass wall, Talon cast his last bit of shamanistic magic, a gift he had learned from Ramed. In a flash of arcane fire and desert sand, they disappeared from the office and, for showmanship, reappeared just outside the window to plummet to the courtyard below. In their moment of freefall, Talon quickly checked Osman and asked, You good? His joyful smile spoke for itself, but Osman answered with a nod as he pushed out of Talon's grasp and began to flip midair. Better than good! There was a scream of alarm as one of the few guests that had not followed the duel inside saw Talon and Osman falling from the second floor amidst a maelstrom of colorful, sparkling autumn leaves. Talon kicked off the outside of the estate and muscled his way to the ground, catching one of the high arbors of the courtyard wall. Conversely, Osman seemed to spin and dance through the air as he fell, using every surface on the way as though he was as little affected by gravity as the leaves tumbling through the sky around him, finally ending up on the opposite courtyard wall from Talon. The two stalked each other slowly toward the main gate to allow the guests to make their way back outside and hopefully give them time to disturb Toman's study even more in a rush to grab their party favors. Osman, as the heel of the duel, proclaimed, I am defeated, and bid you adieu, my worthy opponent. The guests cheered, until Osman added, And with so many noble personages here, perhaps there are easier homes to defile than this. To which the guests played along, with mock gasps and ladies swooning. Osman leaped off the wall into the night, to which Talon then assured the crowd, Fear not! The Knight Captain of Arnador shall protect your homes and your honor. Purposely not using his title as the Kuovermain heir, and pursued the villain into the darkness. As they galloped away, Talon and Osman could hear the cheers and din of the crowd, and then a final gasp as Osman played his last trick. A magical missile shot into the sky and then exploded into a burst of arcane writing, with a message from him to the partygoers. Good night, dear friends. Be well, be happy, and be kind. Had they looked back, they might have spotted a lean feminine form tracking their exit from the now-lit window of Toman's study, tapping a finger thoughtfully on the wine glass in her hand. <laughs>